Hey everyone, welcome to the Let's Talk About It podcast, where we talk about literally anything. Before we start, if you're interested in joining us in a future podcast to talk about really anything you want, then come send us a DM on Instagram at LTAI Podcast. That's pretty much it. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast today. Special day because I'm with my roommate Nathan Manigo. Welcome. What's good? What's good? Of course, let's not forget Emmanuel Orem. What's good? He's been here since day one, supporting podcast as a co-host. OG. Yes, of course. This is number five, Nathan Manigo. How you doing, bro? Well, I'm doing well. How are you guys? Listen, I'm pretty good. This is the first time someone has asked us how we were doing. So, oh God, it really feels good to wow. have someone care about us for once. I'm so proud. Thank you. But more importantly, how are you doing? Ah, uh, doing well. Doing well. Um, you know, two months into school, getting into the grind of things. Um, work's picking up for everybody, but uh, yeah, doing well so far. Nice. So work, you said, was picking up. I mean, you're not full IB, so it shouldn't be oh. too. Well, yeah. I don't mean to break here, but I do have. I have three grade 12 classes, but it's still it's still very tough. I mean, everybody is kind of complaining about the workload right now, but um, with the reasonable with the reasonable reasons, you yeah. know. I mean, yeah. and like with all these surveys and emails, it's just so much, you know. It is a lot. It is a lot. But for IB students, we are not forgetting you. Obviously, we understand that all of you uh, have are struggling way more than us, but it's okay, Nathan. More importantly, you're an athlete. This guy, if you don't know Nathan Manigo, this guy's the most athletic person I've ever met. All-time Ridley. All-time Ridley. He deserves the MVP for sports in general. This guy plays rugby, soccer. Squash. Hockey. What else? Okay, you can't be serious now. (laughs) We're serious. We're dead ass right now. You can't be serious. Yes, I am. Nathan, how does it feel to be one of the most athletic people on this campus? There's no way you're recording right now. I am. <laughs> um, anyway, um, no, it's uh, it's good. Um, you know, I, I've always loved sports. I've always uh, been passionate. I love being uh, a part of Ridley Sports, um, especially. But, you know, what's even better is getting to play with my co-captain, Mackenzie, as well as my main, main man, E-Man, here yes. on the soccer team. Um, yes. And I've heard a lot of hate about the soccer players. I just want to address uh, one thing real quick. Can you please stop hating on us? Because in general... You know, I get it. You guys play such hard sports. You know, hockey's so hard and basketball's so tough. You guys are so cool. But, like, generally speaking, can you please stop hating just in general? Uh, that's just a PSA for me. But I think, E-Man, I think the hit is good for us because, oh it, you know, it motivates us to work harder. It makes us better. You know, we, it makes us better. We wake up well, we wake up early like everyone else. But yes. we have two early morning practices every week. And getting that hate motivates me to work harder. And to overall be a better team. Uh, Does that do the same for you? I agree. Honestly, I wake up every day thinking, damn, I'm about to make my haters look stupid. Wow. And I do that all the time. Yeah. That's a great. And Mackenzie, do you think you'd agree with me that this year is like the most, even though we have no games, it's still like the most we've practiced. Like, because when when I was in grade 9, you were in grade 10, was our first year here. Like the team, you know, we practiced, you know, our regular days on Saturday and then last year it picked up a little bit but this year is the first time where we've had actually like morning workouts which has actually been pretty good like I've, I've enjoyed the, I've enjoyed them so much yeah. just the fact that we're working as a team it just it's pretty cool 
except for waking up that that moment of you know, the <laughs> alarm going off is kind of like the kind of the lowest point i think of my life sometimes it's just like yeah honestly <laughs> that i can understand what you mean because that first alarm is just uh i don't know about other people but that first alarm it just feels like you analyze your whole life in just three seconds and you're like uh i don't really want to go but i have to and yeah. I, I respect the people who wake up early. Every day. Yeah, yeah salute to you guys. Like, <laughs> like, not only in the school, but, like, for teachers who live, like, you know, Burlington, some live even further than that, got to wake up, like, you know, 6, 6.30. That's still very impressive. Yeah. yeah. The, you can see whoever's strong mentally or not when <clears throat> you that alarm goes off and you either wake up instantly or you snooze. Trust me, I snooze all the time. I, I swear, <laughs> if I hear, like, my alarm any time like in the day rather than like those two times i wake up early like it just gives me it just gives me anxiety <laughs> like the next like hour i'm just like oh i just thinking about that alarm noise really yeah does it bad. actually like haunt you for the whole day yes like if i hear about it like at any time i'm just like it just ruins my mood oh wow <laughs> i don't think <laughs> but then you think about yeah. it you think about those early mornings and like how you feel and you just feel in that place again are you a morning person or a night person oh night person for night sure person? i mean i do most of my work from about like eight to like ten thirty. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like morning gives me motivation because like it just uh just knowing that like I've woken up early and like everyone else is asleep and I'm just getting work in. It just I don't know, like it's my mentality. I feel like mentality is so important, but yeah. for me, just knowing that I'm I'm working while everyone's sleeping, it's just it's a good feeling. Like it makes me feel like I'm doing something. Yeah, they're doing something else doing something that other people aren't yeah. doing. And so wait, why do you like working? Is When you say you're more a night person, you talking about like work, working or just anything really? Well, yeah, I mean like, um, you know, you have your classes in the day and then you have that sport break. Yeah. And like you have about like two and a half, three hours between when class starts and when homework starts. So those three hours I really value. And then that's when I say, okay, you know what? Fun time's over. Now it's time to grind. And so I really think I'm the most productive really with anything. I mean, it could be work. It could be designing something it could be even like working out like yeah. it's that it's that uh seven to like ten thirty time that i try to yeah that's really good but like morning would also work too i mean you do both because like, we're roommates right i yeah. see i see you grinding in the morning too like a little bit not a little morning. bit a little bit i mean if there's like a big test that like i haven't studied for yeah. i might get a little like a few minutes in yeah um i want to go back to last year so last year you left the school for a while uh, because you went on uh, an exchange to South Africa, yeah. which yes. is pretty damn cool, by the way. <laughs> like, it's the fact that you can even do that in the first place is a great yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Like, how was that in general? Just so, so the exchange itself. So, um, I actually applied in grade nine, and then the only so shout out to Luca Van Vick. Everybody knows him. Who came yes. last year? Yeah. He was my exchange partner, and I only had one photo of him, and it was this photo of him with like a buzz cut. And he looked really like I, when I first saw him, like, is that gonna, really going to be my exchange partner? And then when I met him at the airport, you know, he was, he had his long hair again. It was, it was great to finally meet him. And then I showed him the picture and he's like, yeah, that's a terrible picture. <laughs> and even when I was in South Africa, all the guys made fun of him uh, for that photo. But anyway, like, you know, having Luca here was a really fun, you know, just showing him like just Ridley in Canada. It was great. Um, and then he stayed here for about two and a half months. Uh, and then I flew out to uh, from uh, Toronto to Paris and then Paris to Cape Town. Um, two very long flights, you know, it was 10 hours to Paris and then 13 hours to um, mm. 
to Cape Town. So a very long travel day. Tell us about your best moments in South Africa. Like, what was one thing that like you just loved? Like, um, so there was this one day where we hiked up Table Mountain. Uh, so if you guys don't know what Table Mountain is, it's uh, right. It's like basically in the heart of Cape Town. Yeah. So anywhere you are, you can basically see it. Um, so it took us about, I went with the other exchange students there. Yeah. Um, and it took us about three and a half hours to hike up. So normally people have to pay to take the gondola. Yeah. And uh, and then they take the gondola down. But we went at about seven in the morning. We hiked up and we made it uh, at the top about 1030. Yeah. And this hike is something that I don't, that it was super challenging. Like there were some parts where you were rock climbing, like freestyle. Jeez. And like, wow. there was like some points when I thought like, am I really like, am I really about to die? <laughs> like if I make one mistake, I could fall to my death. Jeez. Oh, and like, I was like one of the, there were like 10 of us and I was one of like the fittest people there. And there were like some girls who had no upper body strength. So I felt so bad. And like, I'm like, you can do it. Please do it. Cause yeah, you know, one false drop and that's a really awkward situation. <laughs> yeah. And, but you know, the top, top was beautiful. You know, you saw, you saw the coast, you saw Robin Island, you saw all around. And it was just, you know, cause when I arrived, you see table mountain, you're like, Oh, it's so high up. I really want to go to the top of that. But, when you get to the top, it's so surreal. Just seeing the clouds roll over the mountain. It's called the rolling mountain because you see clouds go over. And it's just, it was just stunning. Yeah, I bet. And like, would you, like, I know the like uh, view was really nice in general, like, way better than Canada and St. Catharines. <laughs> Possibly, debatable, but debatable. Uh, would you, would do you see yourself living there? Like, no, no. So the thing about South Africa is a very dangerous place and it's, it's very stunning. I mean, you, there are things I can try to describe to you, but you won't get unless you're there. You know, all the houses have walls and barbed wire and electric fences around them. And, you know, and like for every two hours every day, the all, electricity is turned off because the Cape, like the South African government is so corrupt and so just, just dysfunctional that you have, that they have to do that. And like the crime rates, the disproportionate uh, disproportions of race and everything is just so surreal. I mean, 90% of the people in South Africa are black, but 90% of the economy is owned by white people. And mm. like at the all boys school I was at, you know, it's just filled with white boys. And like there was there were a decent amount of, of black of black boys. But you look at the photos up until about 2010, just all white boys really? and yeah. even though apartheid is finished so nelson mandela did a fantastic job in south africa everybody knows that he's a treasured treasured hero around the world but now they're kind of going in reverse and the south african government is just a, again corrupt dysf dysfunctional system and like the effects of apartheid are still there like yeah. racism still exists around the world but it's so evident of the effects of it and the long-term effects of it yeah. that it's so hard to get out of, out of poverty there and like what's the like I'm, I'm sure there's solutions that are trying to be made like what's the main solution to that like i think know? i think it starts from education i mean you know you you educate people they're able to have a better life they're able to have better jobs like you go to a mall all the shoppers are white all the workers are black and that's just that's just crazy to think about. You know, you never see something like that in Canada. And it starts from the government supplying more 
money into education, into private health care, to all that. But it goes back to that corrupt and dysfunctional government that can't seem yeah, to. I feel like education is really important in just uh, building up a country in general. But uh, in that case of South Africa, I think you're right. Uh, education of what's really happening and education for everyone in general is just really important in that case. No, for sure. It's such a tricky situation. Like, how do you, how do you even start? I mean, like you go for a drive and, you know, Lucas family was very, was pretty wealthy. So I went in his house and there were, you know, walls and barbed wire around everything. And you drive like you, there's a 10 minute drive between one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in the world to one of the most expensive realty prices in the world. That's crazy to think about Mm -hmm. that. There's such a divide in race and there's nothing that people can do about it. Because they have no, because they the only way to fix it is by having government support, but the government won't help. Hmm. That is really tricky. But you said you wouldn't live there. Understandable. Now that was a really good answer, to be honest. Where would where do you see yourself living then? Like living? Canada, you like Canada, but you know what? I think I think so. I I've seen a lot of Canada. You know, right now my family lives out on the west coast, and I'm starting to experience the west coast. But my whole life I've lived in St. Catharines, Ontario. Um, but you know, I'm I'm pretty open to really anything. I mean, I can see myself living in you know Scandinavia, uh, maybe Australia if I'm up to it. But mm. you know, I, I think Canada is a really great place. Mm. I think it's going to be a really great place to live in for the next 30, 50 years. Yeah, hundred percent for sure. What about you, Eman? Me? Yeah. What about you? Uh, Canada. Did we have the conversation before? But I feel like Canada is where I feel most comfortable right now. But in the long run, uh, I want to go back to Dubai just for a little bit, just to soak it up. Cause, <laughs> so, yeah. So, because, so, you know, you want to live in Dubai. Yeah, because... You experience be, it as an over-18. Yeah, like, <laughs> honestly, I'll be honest, you know, if you're looking for a real grimy world or, like, a real uh, world where it's real problems and real issues every day, uh, don't go to Dubai. Because Dubai is like a fairy tale, honestly. Mm. Uh it looks like it's it. always clean. You always the only thing that you always have an abundance of is sand. Uh, <laughs> wow, such a shame. <laughs> <laughs> like such a it's mission. always, but you know you can go to like these crazy places in downtown Marina, and yeah. you know they have beautiful boats, beautiful like places. You know, overall, I feel like Dubai somewhere like I can see myself growing old in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. I'll go like around like I'm 50 and just live just out my rest. Do you think life. it's a like a party? Party oh yeah like if you're looking for a party life you can find it in dubai for sure uh there's a number of clubs if you if you know the right people you can go to house parties every... is it yeah. expensive <laughs> that's, that's a good question i'm gonna say is this uh do not go to dubai if your bank account is very low uh <laughs> i suggest you find funds make money uh make as much money as you can, then move to Dubai I see. and see how you cope. Because uh, genuinely speaking, I can tell you for sure, I've seen so many teachers in my old school and yeah. just in life. I've seen some people just move out of there because they're like, yeah, I can't keep up with this. Yeah. Wow. The level of just expensiveness and oh, everything yeah. from McDonald's drinks to uh, street wear to just like your car, mm. everything's wow. expensive. So. I suggest you get your bread up. That's what I, I suggest. I see you living in a place like that, nice and clean, and you know, yeah, shopping. Yeah. I see Nathan though living in a, in a forest, honestly, in a, in a tent yeah. with his. That's, what about you, Mackenzie? That's my dream. 
listen, I'm not sure yet. Oh. I don't know. I like kind of everything. I don't see myself being in any extreme situation, like living in a cabin for five years or something yeah. like that, or yeah, two big city either. I don't see. I don't know yet. But I know Nathan. I think I, I would see you living in a tent, like or like I mean, in a not, cabin. Not in, really a tent. In Alaska. I mean, <laughs> like I'd want to like make enough money so I could just retire at like 35, and then Jeez. buy like buy like a cottage next to a lake. And just like, chill. yeah, chill, Bro. have campfires every day, fish, swim, do, and just go for hikes. To retire at 35 is a dream. Like, that's hard, though. I don't know though. if yeah. I would want that, to be honest. Honestly, for me to retire at 35, I'd be questioning, like, well, what do I do now? Like, you know, because yeah. for you to retire at 35, that means you've made so much money. That's true, that's true. From the age 18 Yeah, no, 35 is just like a hypothetical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my, like, optimal age. I'd want to retire. But, like, I feel like, you know, what would you do after retirement? Like, what do people really do? Like, because yeah. uh, my dad, like, my dad just plays golf. That's all he does. <laughs> he just plays yeah. golf from probably, like, 9 a.m. in the morning to, like, 10 p.m. Oh, and wow. Jeez. No, he doesn't play golf for that long. He just, like, he's oh, at the golf club. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he'll probably golf for, like, three hours, and then he'll go chill with his friends at the bar. Nice. Like, <laughs> What a lifestyle. Yeah. I think I would like that for two weeks, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then I'd be like. Okay, what's up next? Sorry? What's next? Like, you know, like, what am I going to do next? You know what I'm saying? I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. You always idea. have to be, do you feel like you always have to, like, be doing something? Or do you I just feel like, just, like I want something that when I wake up to, just get, corny, corny is coming, right? This is going to be corny. But I want to wake up to something that is going to make me just, make my day more meaningful. So, like, I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> like, a job that I want to get out to. I feel like I'm doing, you know, a difference in my case or just making myself just, Learn just stuff like that. I don't see myself doing being on a routine and like fishing every day, you know, like something. Example, yeah, you know said. Um, Nathan, bro, it was awesome to get to know you. Thank you so much for coming. Proud to be on you. And hopefully, hopefully, uh, you will not be living in the cabin for 50 years and then retiring. I don't know, that's possible. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys.